Hi friends, it's me Jennifer Jade and you're listening to The Soul Adventurer, your number one spiritual growth podcast to bring you even further into your greatness. I believe every soul in human form is on a soul adventure, but only some will make the most of it. This podcast is for anyone that desires to awaken, align, and inspire others through journeying to become their best self. If that's you, welcome. You're in the right place, and this is where you belong. Are you ready for today's soul adventure? Then let's begin. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Soul Adventurer podcast. I'm so excited you're here and to share with you what I have in store for you for today. The inspiration for this episode came about when over the last couple weeks, I was launching my certification, the Awakener certification. And if anyone wants details on that and when it's coming out again, you can check the link in the details of this podcast or go to the bio of my Instagram. But I realized how prevalent it is that we have a dream or a desire or a calling inside of us and yet we allow self-doubt to stop us from taking any steps forward closer to it, to living it, breathing it, existing in it, experiencing it full time. Maybe we catch little glimpses here and there. Maybe we fantasize. Maybe we daydream. But then comes in the old ego filled with doubt and fear and, quote, reality and scarcity and problems and all kinds of things. And I tell you, I come across some of the most gifted women, particularly because that's who I specialize in working with, who are equally as filled with self-doubt as they are with absolute gifts to share with the world. And it is so heartbreaking because they've got one foot on the gas to be in alignment, to be happy, to be purposeful, to live a life that is meaningful and exciting to them. And then they've got one foot on the brake the voice telling them they could never do that and they're not good enough and they're not qualified enough and they don't have enough money to invest in their dreams or learning how to turn them into their reality. And maybe one day or maybe next year or maybe when they have more time or more money suddenly appears in the bank, then they can go ahead and do the things they want to do. When they have more confidence, then they will go after the life that they want. And what's troubling is that if we wait until we're ready, if we wait until we have more confidence, if we wait until conditions are right and we've suddenly landed this big chunk of money in our bank account or we've suddenly cleared off all our debt or we suddenly have more time in the day, if we wait until we're ready, if we wait until we're confident, we will be waiting for the rest of our lives. So I dedicate this episode today to anyone listening who knows they have something they're meant to be doing that 
is purposeful and meaningful to you, something that makes your soul excited to think about, or even just knowing that the life you're living right now is not it for you. This isn't the path you're meant to follow until the day you die. You know that there's a next level version of you that wants to be birthed, that wants to come out and see the light of day and play and be of service to others and be led up by the work that they're doing in the world. If that is you, this episode is especially for you. So many people I find are looking for confidence in all the wrong places. I recently went on a journey of my own to discover where confidence really does come from. I love to observe people. I love how I love to study human behavior. It's actually part of my work and the job that I do, but it's also my own personal fascination. And I've noticed after working with tons and tons and tons of women now that there's some that have this innate sense of self-belief and self-confidence. And I'm not talking about false ego and, um, you know, being so insecure that they're trying to make up for it by appearing to be super secure. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people with real, genuine confidence. And I was always curious, where did that come from? Because I personally was not born with confidence. I wasn't born with it. I've never really had a whole lot of it. There's been times where I've experienced it, but it's never been a natural way of being for me. So of course, I was really paying attention to people who had that genuine sense of self-confidence. Then I come across people who are tremendously gifted, talented, incredible at their craft and what they do. And even just as human beings in general, they're kind-hearted, they're loving, they're brilliant. They're just the kind of person you love to be in their energy. And yet they have the lowest sense of confidence that you could imagine. And it just doesn't make sense. How does this person not see what I see? How does this person not see what the rest of the world sees? How incredible they are. It's baffling, isn't it? And I think it's because we never were really taught about confidence. We were never really shown how to uncover that within ourselves. We have come to believe that perhaps it could be found in what I call all the wrong places. So I've got a few listed here. One of the places that we'll mistakenly look for confidence is in achievement. There's nothing wrong with with achieving things in your life and desiring to achieve things in your life. But when you're chasing achievement as a form of trying to fill a hole of self-doubt, then it becomes tricky. It becomes a bit of an issue. So we'll do things in the name of achievement that are maybe even out of alignment just because we believe that once we have this next achievement, we'll finally feel confident. So perhaps people are chasing letters after their name, uh, degrees, certifications, um, all kinds of things. Again, it's not wrong to desire training, education, a degree, a specialization, a certification. But when it's an ongoing pattern and it's not the learning that you're looking for, but instead you're trying to use it 
as a scapegoat to hopefully create confidence for you, then it can lead to misalignment in our actions. Another place that sometimes we look for confidence and it seems to continually elude us is in external validation. Many of us become people pleasers. We say yes when we really mean no. We lack clear boundaries with others. We do things which we may think are out of the goodness of our own hearts, but really at the end of the day, what we were hoping for was a pat on the back, a tap on the shoulder. Hey, good girl. Wow, you're such a good person. Thank you so much for doing that. That means so much to me. You're such a great person. I'm so thankful to you. And it's great to do nice things for other people, right? It is. That's a great thing to do. But when you are going out of alignment for acceptance, when you are going further than what feels right for you, when you are giving things that you don't have to give, time, energy, money, you're running on fumes yourself, then we have to really take a look at why. Why are you doing that to yourself? Are you trying to fill your confidence bucket with external validation? And if so, it is going to be a very exhausting life. And it's going to be very draining to be around other people because you're going to constantly be on high alert of how can I please this person? How can I do a nice thing for this person? How can I save this person? How can I subconsciously create validation from this person. And so you might actually begin to want to withdraw from people and being around other people because it is exhausting to you and you don't know why. But this perhaps could be part of it. Seeking external validation to try and fill that confidence bucket. And yet there's a hole in that bucket And no amount of external validation in the world will ever fill it. Another place that we mistakenly look for confidence is from social media. I mean, you could probably think of a few dozen people off the top of your head. In fact, it's pretty prevalent on social media where people are looking for confidence from the number of likes on their posts, from the number of fans they have, the number of followers they have, the amount of engagement they get. And again, it is not a wrong or bad thing to want to post things that are of service to other people, like an inspiring quote and it gets tons of likes and comments, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a a post that evokes communication with other people. But when you're doing it as a source of confidence, at least that's what you're trying to do unknowingly. I mean, we're we're never really doing this on purpose. It's an unknowing habit that we're, we're creating then it can feel like an emotional roller coaster when you're making posts on social media. You know, it can be this battle of, well, will people like this post? Oh, I don't know. Will they judge me? What will they think? Oh, maybe they won't like me as much or maybe they'll disagree. Maybe someone will argue with this and I get into this big public 
confrontation. Maybe no one will like it and then I'll be embarrassed that that is no likes and no comments. Uh, I don't know. You know, if you ever have those kinds of feelings, then there's something attached to it. There's something that you're attaching to it that may not actually be of service to you. Some people attach their sense of confidence or at least looking for confidence with how much money they make or how fast they grow their business or how many clients they have or the price point of their services or whatever it is. Maybe this is something that they learned from their parents. Maybe maybe their parents were really attached to numbers and figures and income and making money. And so it's something that this person has inherited that that essentially, without really realizing it, you equate your level of confidence with how much money you make. And yet it never really seems to feel like you're making enough money to feel confident, does it? It's almost like the more and more money you make, you realize how much more money other people are making and you're not making as much as them, so you're not good enough. And then you make more and more and more money and perhaps at this point you're going out of alignment to make that money. You're working 100 hours a week. You're barely seeing your spouse, your friends, your family. But once you hit this next level of income, well, then you'll feel good and you can relax and then you can see your family and friends and your spouse. But what happens is you reach that level of income and then there's the next level of income and the cycle starts over again. So on my journey to figure out, well, where does it come from then? Where does the sense of confidence come from? How does someone walk into a room full of strangers and feel confident? How does someone walk up onto a stage to do public speaking and feel confident? How does someone join a new group program and introduce themselves with such confidence? Where does it come from? You know, and how can we bottle this up and, and give it to everybody? Because there's so many people. In fact, I believe everyone has a gift, a calling, a purpose that they're meant to share with the world, but that most people do not because they feel they're lacking the confidence to do so. And they're filled with the self-doubt instead. What I've uncovered through my observations through my studies, through my own experience, through working with my clients, is that where it really comes from, where a sense of confidence really comes from, is actually a simple concept and yet can be one of the most challenging we'll ever adopt. And that is unconditional self-love and acceptance. Unconditional self-love and unconditional self-acceptance. Here's why. If you love yourself unconditionally, if you have unconditional self-acceptance for yourself, that frees you to be able to do anything that you want in this life because you will be free of the burden of being attached to whether or not you're going to win, whether or not you're going to succeed, whether or not you're going to achieve, whether or not other people are going to externally validate you, whether or not 
You have a ton of fans and followers for following this path. All of those bonds, all of those cords, all of those tethers no longer are tied to you. You are free. You are free to do as you want, be as you want, play as you want, as big as you want. You are no longer tied down to the burdens of what other people think or fear of failure or fear of judgment or fear of disappointing yourself. Because when you have unconditional self-love for yourself, you would never disappoint yourself. You could never disappoint yourself. Here's a real life example. I worked in a job in finance and I worked nine to five, Monday to Friday, you know, the same old story that you've heard so many times and perhaps you're living it now, perhaps you're not, but I dreaded Mondays. I wished it was Friday. I couldn't wait for the weekends. I was always counting down the days to my next holiday, my next vacation. I was wishing my time away my most precious resource in this life. And I was wishing it away, wishing away Monday, wishing away Tuesday, wishing away Wednesday, wishing away Thursday, wishing away the winter, hoping for summer to come sooner. So I got the push I needed both internally and externally to finally transition out of a job I hated. Well, I mean, okay, hate's a strong word, but pretty much. (laughs) I love the people I work with. That was actually so much fun and I laughed every day, but the actual job of interest rates and the economy and it was just not who I am. It was not aligned. So I got the external and the external inspiration and motivation I needed to make a decision to transition out of that job. It took me about 18 months to transition out of a soul draining life into a soul aligned life. And for me at that time, it was a photography business. I was terrified. I thought I had lost my mind to be giving up the career that I had and the clientele that I had. And I had built up over the previous six years. Um, I asked my friend if she thought I was truly losing it. Um, I couldn't sleep some nights. I had sweaty palms. I had a pit of stress in my stomach. It was, it wasn't easy, but it was something I had to do because I knew that I would rather try and even fail at doing something I love than to never know what could have been. I knew I didn't want to get to my deathbed and be kicking myself with regret that I never found out what was possible with my dream business of photography, more specifically destination wedding photography. I wanted to travel the world and take pictures of beautiful people in beautiful places on one of the most beautiful days they'll ever share with one another. Did I have the confidence to do this? No. Did I believe that I was going to be successful when I gave notice to my job? No, <laughs> no. In fact, I I was more leaning towards the fact of let's see how long I can do this before I absolutely nosedive and have to find, you know, my next job. But at least I will have tried. You know, that was that was my highest goal at that time was to at least try. That's all I wanted. So I left my job and I was now a full-time wedding photographer and I remember finishing 
my first season as a wedding photographer and thinking to myself, okay, now that I had a moment to think, I was getting scared. We were heading into winter. I'm from Vancouver Island. That's where I was living at the time. And we're heading into bad weather and dark weather and not too many people getting married and not too many people booking photo shoots. And now I was really starting to get scared. What have I done? What am I going to do for money until next spring and summer? Uh, Did I make a huge mistake? Oh my goodness. I started spiraling a little bit. And I heard this little voice say, and for those of you who know what I'm talking about, it was definitely my intuition. It was definitely my guides, my intuitive voice saying, Jen, the only way that you're going to fail is if you give up. That's it. If you give up trying, if you don't try at all, if you give up trying, that's the only time you're going to fail. I stopped believing that failure was even a thing. I thought, you know what? Even if I quote unquote fail at this photography business, let's say it goes nowhere or it peters out and I can't make my bills with my income, then I will find another way to create income. I will adapt. Isn't that so awesome that we as humans have that strong ability to adapt and adapt again and adapt again and adapt again? And that's what I did. With zero confidence that I was going to succeed, with zero ability to tell the future and whether or not I'd ever have another wedding book with me again, another client sign with me again, I kept going. I decided that I was going to accept myself and my journey, knowing that I did the best that I could, than to cower away, waiting for one day when I felt confident enough to be who I really want to be and do what I really want to do. It was that quote that really helped me. If we wait until we're ready, we will be waiting the rest of our lives. That quote terrified me in a good way. It terrified me into action. So if you, my friend, listening to this right now, have been swirling about in a decision, in a new direction that you want to take, but you're nervous and you're worried and you're quite doubtful, to be honest, and you do not have the confidence that you are capable of being, doing, and becoming all that you desire. I offer you this. The only time you fail is if you do not try. And if you wait until you feel confident, you will be waiting the rest of your life. That is what most people do. That's why in Brony Ware's book, The Top 5 Regrets of the Dying, the number one most common regret of people on their deathbeds is, I wished I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. As long as I don't go to my deathbed with that regret, I win. That has been a successful life to me. You do not need confidence to take one baby step forward today. You don't even need it. And if you're like me and you're curious about, well, 
what if I would like to feel more confident and I do invite more confidence into my life and I'm curious about confidence and I would like to feel that in my bones. I would like to feel confidence in my bones. Then what you've got to start practicing in your everyday life is detaching your self-worth from achievement, from external validation, from what other people think, from the numbers of followers you have, fans you have, likes you have, from the number on the scale, from the number in your bank account, from the number on your credit card. None of these equate to who you are as a person from the depths of your soul. Your soul and your essence has nothing to do with your achievements, your external validations, the number of fans, the number on the scale, the number in your bank account, the number on your credit card, nothing. That does not define who you are. You are capable of anything. You are infinite and you are limitless. And if you do want to actually own how confident you deserve to be, it's time to start practicing unconditional self-love and unconditional self-acceptance. Because this frees you to step forward into the life that you want, free from worrying what other people think, worrying about failure, worrying about judgment, and instead knowing, hey, at least I tried. And even if it doesn't work out, I still love myself. I still accept myself. And you know what? I will still be okay. I will still find a way to adapt, and I will keep going. And I will love my life, no matter what. No matter what I achieve, no matter how much money I make, no matter how many accolades or achievements or numbers, facts, figures, dollars, that stuff is wonderful, but I'm not attached to it. It doesn't define who I am. I follow my joy. I trust my intuition and I live a courageous life. This is how you can walk into a room with confidence. The person who walks into a room who is meager and weak and shy is concerned with what other people think, is concerned with judgment, is concerned with being liked. If you can practice day after day after day, detaching your self-worth from those things and instead attaching yourself to unconditional self-love, watch your confidence begin to rise. Day after day after day after day. Watch yourself speak your truth more and more and more and more. Watch yourself take steps forwards towards your purpose and calling day after day after day after day. Watch yourself start to feel confident and soul aligned and content and happy and eager and excited and joyful more and more and more each and every single day. Unconditional self-love. Unconditional self-acceptance. No matter what. No matter what. You know, there's this Oprah video. If you want to Google it, I'll give you a quick little description of it now. But if you want to Google it, it is... um, the date is 12-14-86. So December 14, 1986, Oprah on YouTube. And Oprah is being interviewed on 60 Minutes. 
she's quite young. I think she's 22 years old. And she's about to start her Oprah Winfrey show. So she had been a journalist in Baltimore. And she was given the very first season of the Oprah Winfrey show. She's sitting down to 60 Minutes. And she's being interviewed. And the interviewer says, so your, your, your national show's about to begin. And she said, yeah, yeah, it is. And he said, that's great. He's like, do you believe it will be successful? And she said, oh, it will be successful. It will, it will be successful. And he said, but what if it isn't? What if it, you know, can't really guarantee things. What if it isn't successful? And she said, without skipping a beat and in the most confident tone you'll ever hear, then I will still be successful. I will still be successful. And he said, well, what do you mean? And she said, I am not defined by the success of a TV show. I believe we are defined by the way that we treat others and the way that we treat ourselves. So I know no matter what, I will be successful. And I want to leave you with that. No matter what, as long as you're staying true to your heart and moving in the direction of your soul and staying in alignment with who you are and who you desire to become, you will be successful. In fact, you are. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We may be taking uh, a week off next week as I will be hosting my retreat in Hawaii. So I'm going to be very um, plugged in there and, and present and connected. So I'm uncertain about an episode for next week, but we'll definitely be back the week after no matter what. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. That's it for today, my friend. But before you go, I have a request and a surprise for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know and help me spread the love by taking a quick screenshot and tagging me on social media or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. The more I know what you're loving, the more I can create what helps you the most. The surprise? I have some free resources to help you along on your soul adventure. Just simply head to jenniferjade.com forward slash free gifts or click the link in the show notes right here in iTunes. Thank you so much again for being here. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.